to the Razor Rowdy Podcast, guys. You're here today with your host, mm-hmm. Nick Tressler, Jackson Gardner, and our guest, Chelsea Love. Hello, hello. Oh, hey, Chelsea. Guest. <laughs> <laughs> I feel special. doesn't feel like a guest. Chelsea's one of my best friends in the whole world, so this is kind of weird. It's weird because you both are like two of my favorite industry people. <laughs> I talk to you guys industry. three or four days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Nick doesn't consider himself an industry person, but I run almost everything I do by you. Like, should Come I buy on, this man. hat? Or not? <laughs> I don't know about that. Pretty much. You don't realize that. And I've met, uh, met Chelsea two times now in Nashville. Yes, yes. Once when you were recording your project, yes. which we're going to get into. Yeah. And then uh, we ran into each other at Whiskey Jam when I was down there last time. That was a fun night. That was a good was night, a, wasn't it? Yeah. That was, a, that was a crazy, yeah, really good lineup. Yeah, Whiskey Jams are fun. We talk about it on almost every podcast. That's, yeah. I tell Ward that all the time. I'm like, yeah, we pretty much talk about Whiskey Jam all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting should. in my basement alone while they texted me pictures of them having a good time. <clears throat> I mean, that sounds fun too, man. I'm always having fun. <laughs> I'm that much fun. <laughs> well, let's talk about how you got down to Nashville. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I've been writing in Nashville with, with uh, just like, so really, uh, how I got started was a friend of mine in Birmingham uh, that mostly works with like pageants and theaters. There's, there wasn't really a place for me to be a songwriter and really thrive very long in Birmingham. So he referenced me uh, to some people that he knew in Nashville. And I would come up like two or three weekends out of the month from the time I was 19. And I just started writing with people and making friends. And, and then, yeah, and then eventually it was like, why am I not already here so (laughs) i just very quickly within like uh so like this past summer i was just like i think it was like july i was like i'm gonna move in august and then i did i just picked up and moved so yeah where do you live at down there what part of town hermitage hermitage Hermitage, donaldson area yeah in case you want to find her yeah Yeah, thank you thank you (laughs) this is great (laughs) i stand outside the applebee's in hermitage and wait for her to drive by is that you that's you that's me (laughs) okay all right well everyone you heard it here and how do you know this idiot? <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, get into that. Sure. Yeah. Tell him everything. Attract idiots like bees on honey. Don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freaking wasp. Don't yeah, say anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, huh. When was it? It was on. It was, Fateful a, night on it was a writing session, wasn't it? It was, honestly, I moved to Nashville to, like a day or two before I met you. And I was literally signing my first publishing deal the moment you walked into the room. Do you remember that? You walked in. We were in McGee Entertainment, and I was signing the Lord and Thorns, my first publishing deal. She walks in the room, and we, like, immediately became friends. And I played that night at um, Whiskey Rhythm. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know who else I met that day? Matt Hunley. Yeah. Matt Hunley. That was a cool day. That was a cool day. That was a day. Two of my best friends. In town now, yeah. We it was all, a weird day. All three of us met on the same day. That's weird. Yeah, so now that's how all... she met me. But then over time, we we started writing together, which now we don't write together because we both write by ourselves now. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I would hate you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we, both, we both are good writers, but we, we both don't do things the same way the other one does. No, that's because I'm always right, right? Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sure. 
whatever. Uh, anyway, and then uh, moving on, she was working on this project, and um, I kind of got involved in a little bit of a way. I don't really know what you would call it. I don't want to claim to be producer on it. Um, Alex pretty much, pro- Alex Maxwell really produced it, but another good Pittsburgh boy. Oh yeah, another good Pittsburgh boy. Yeah, <laughs> so he he kind he produced it, um, and I kind of directed it from afar and called in some favors, and we just kind of made it happen because yeah. I just loved what she was doing so much, and I don't I, I don't really you know I like producing and I like working on stuff like that, but I I heard what she was doing and and I really liked it and it was kind of a I just felt drawn to the project and kind of like how I feel drawn to Ray's Rowdy. There's just, and I think it's why Ray's Rowdy is so successful and why I think she's going to be successful and why I get drawn to things like this is just because this, the genuine quality of what you guys do is just real. And, uh, I was just kind of gravitated towards that. And I was like, you know, she was trying to figure out how to get it done. So I just jumped on like, well, if I can help, let me know. And we just kind of got it done. Yeah, yeah. and then right. you walked into Curb that day, and that's yeah. when that started. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when I met Chelsea at Curb Studios, which we've talked about on this podcast previously. Yeah, I don't know who who smiled more. Yeah, you or her? It was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I had a clipboard that day. I felt great. Felt very powerful. Yeah, yeah, that'll do that for you. Well, it's it's one of those things too, where you know, not being in the industry really, it's cool just to see that stuff happen, right? Like, yeah. Seeing a guy like what was the guy's name? Was it Dave? Dave, yeah. Dave. Just watching Dave works cool. You know, like he was great. Works cool. Yeah, he Dave was great. The easiest dude to work with because she was. Ner- we talked about that when we did my. Podcast. I was scared to death. She was scared to death. <laughs> and I was like, you have no. She's like, who's coming to listen? I was like, Nick from Race Rowdy. She's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I was like, literally, you have nothing to what? worry about. These are the most chill people in the world. If you should be afraid of anybody, it should be me. Yeah. yeah. Like Nick is right. the biggest idiot. He's just a big yeah. teddy, just a big teddy bear. He's yeah. just chill. Yeah, drunk teddy bear. Though. I might, I might hug you too much. That's that's, one of the <laughs> that's okay. It's all right. <laughs> but only once I've had more than three beers. Yeah, well, that's all the beers out. though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my my favorite quote you've ever said when we were playing baseball with William Clark Green that oh, night, man. and we were all just gone. I don't. You'd never heard this, so you're gonna die laughing. We're playing baseball after oh the God. Red Dirt Revival show when we opened for Wade Bowen and, and William Clark Green and Ray Wiley Hubbard. We had like the best day that day. Nick yeah, and I had really the, the best day. It was the best <laughs> day ever for us. But that night, Nick was too drunk to play baseball, and yeah. I was too, but I did anyway. And I'm uh, still dealing with physical problems from that, by the way. I like, pulled a muscle on my leg. Yeah. So we're standing there, and somebody pitches the ball to William Clark Green and hits him. And Nick stands up and goes, did you see that? Hits you where it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the name of William Clark Green's single, by the way. Oh, my God. Those of you who don't know. That's it was perfect. hilarious. Oh, uh, man. Always on the G- job. Great day. That was yeah. a great day. Yeah. So let's talk about your project. Yeah. We'll right. talk about it. Right. Tell us about it. What's it called? It's called Sad Cliches. <laughs> sad Cliches. Sad, cli- sad Cliches. Oh, You're looking cliches. at two of them right now. I know. <laughs> I know. There we go. There's and one how many tracks we got on it? It's five song, five song EP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time coming. I'm very, very happy that it's finally out. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, you know, songs that have meant a lot to me uh for a long time and really before I got the opportunity to have an EP and and really work on my first project for the first time and release something I don't know they just I feel like they should be out there 
We'll yeah. all be here. I'm very excited. Very excited. Well, that's one of the things I talk about when I talk to other people, too. Like, we get a lot of music submitted to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you can't just let me listen to it. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. You have to let everyone listen to it, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's how you'll get an idea if people love it or if you love it. You know what I mean? Like, right. everything comes from that. And, you know, one YouTube clip isn't going to get you fans. But once you have that EP and you can show people who you are, and the, the, at least the direction you're pointing. You right, know? right. You get a better idea of what you're looking at. And when someone comes to see you at a show, they can pregame with that EP. And then they'll know some of the songs that you're going to sing. Yeah. Or or they'll, they'll know like that's what they want to go see that night. You know what I mean? It yeah. gives people a, an idea of how to be at that show you know what i mean like are your songs sad or are they upbeat what are they weird you know are they vibey like what, I, you know all like, of those things right. i you totally <laughs> just like you hit it man describe chelsea's record describe chelsea's personality i call it, I call it courage the cowardly dog yeah. <laughs> i don't really know what else to say it's like I um, wish that was your Halloween costume. Duh, yeah. hey, <laughs> you should have done that. Hey, yeah. hey it could hey, still happen. It could still happen. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Holy but, cow. <laughs> but sound-wise, how would you like? What would you say, or what world would you say you live in? And then we can talk about where we think you live too. After you. you oh God, sound-wise. You know, honestly, I definitely uh more of what you would call americana Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of a lot of southern influence which i mean i think americana anyway now what a definition of americana is like so many things can fall under you know so much great music falls under that genre you know and i think there's a lot of room to interpret that but definitely um you know from alabama so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of you know a lot of southern influence banjos a lot of mandolins a lot of uh you know but more but it is kind of alternative too yeah so i don't know i just do what i do i write the songs that i write and i put it out there and see what whatever people decide is fine with me yeah it's fine with me like listening to your project i see those same things i would say like if i was comparing it to something that is quasi mainstream i'd say like nikki lane Kind of that's song. cool yeah, yeah thank you for that yeah like Big compliment. i think that's like if you if you know Ray rowdy hopefully you know nikki lane you know <laughs> but maybe not and if you don't look her up too yeah i don't but, know if i know her or not oh man she's she's, she's great. great yeah I'm and so uh buried in red dirt revival stuff yeah <laughs> but yeah i think that's kind of the world that you live in and i think one of the things that through your songs like you're not afraid to talk about stuff that some people are afraid to talk about yeah you know? yeah which is cool. Yeah. And I think that's refreshing to a lot of people because there's topics that people think are off off the board or off the table in country music. You know what? I, I Here's what I have to say about that. I think that, you know, this is going to sound, kind, you know, kind of cliche. Huh? But uh, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> this Shameless is sad. Um, I don't think there should be limitations to art. I don't think artists should have limitations. I think that that, you know... That's, that's something for me that I think... So, okay, so somebody asked me the other night if I could give any female up-and-coming artist any advice, someone that, you know, a, a girl who wanted to write her own songs, particularly female. I said, don't be afraid to get ugly. Don't be afraid to be dirty. Don't be afraid to tell the truth. Don't yeah. be, you know, like, 
because people relate to that and that's what you want you know you want your music to connect with people and that's there's nothing more important to me than that that's why i was drawn to this project in the first place i mean john mayer had an instagram post a few weeks ago that i thought was just brilliant and it was get small and tell the truth yes yeah yes and that was like a lot of what this record i mean i love the psychedelic aspect of it and the direction we kind of took with that and just you know all that happy shit but really at the end of the day lyrically is what's important to me and uh i think that that really says like i I don't think any artist should ever not say what they want to say because then you're not creating art in the first place yeah and it's just kind of like Muzak, and you're just trying to please people, and you know what I mean. It's just like, right? Yeah. What What I say to you on the phone the other night? Like we were talking, like I you don't know. remember. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know you don't. There's no telling. Yeah. Chelsea and I talk on the phone a lot. This is true. Yeah, I, that didn't narrow it down much, did it? And she always gets mad at me when I get. I was like, Chelsea, we've been on the phone for like three hours. You do n- wait. Hold on. When do you say that? When no, do you say that? We We both do Probably that. An hour, two and a half. You're yeah. always up to hear me rant. Always. <laughs> One of us is on a rant. It, Somebody it, always It goes is. back and forth. I'll be ranting. I'll rant for two hours. And she's like, uh-huh. This is a healthy friendship. Uh-huh. It stems from a lot of anger. <laughs> a lot of anxiety. Abuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. This is great. Pretty this is perfect. That. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, like, just, you know, not being afraid to offend people. Yeah. Don't be scared. Tell the truth. Yeah. And, like, what I was saying to you, it's like, I wonder how good it must have felt back in the day to be somebody and to hear that a group of people wherever like got together to burn your record. Well, I wonder how I'm, good that felt. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just think about that though. Yeah. Like, you know, you're doing something. You're doing something. I've and always done that musically, like from a lyrical standpoint, but like recently I started doing it from a branding standpoint, like flipping off the camera and people don't yeah. seem to like that so they, much. They didn't like it. Yeah. Well, some people didn't like it, but but the people that I think really give a shit, like they that actually the people that didn't like it didn't know I had a record out. Don't come to your shows. They don't come to my shows. Yeah. Right. They don't yeah. give a shit, right? So yeah. like, I was I heard Isbel talking the other day about uh, I don't remember when the interview was done or whatever he said, and this is another reason why I was drawn to your project. He goes, I feel like the people that really write good music, it's a lot like just pulling your pants down in front of people, and it's you know the people that are really good at that look really good with their pants down. Like, you know, like they look really cool. Like Chris Christopherson looked really cool with his pants down. He said, and I, was like, I never really thought of it that way. And that is the raw truth of like the songs you probably like the most, no matter what artist they are. If your favorite artist is Florida Georgia line or Sturgill Simpson, it doesn't matter. You probably like the song from them the most that is from that place. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, just thinking back on like my top like true records from this year and like Ashley McBride, oh, right? I love her. She's and amazing. Little yeah. Dive Bar in Eric, and Eric Dylan and yeah. Rustin Kelly. Rustin. Rustin Kelly. Kelly's the man. What he's? We were talking about him on the way up here. My yes, favorite line in any record of the year is feel like I'm cursed when the drugs don't work. So I bought a statue of Jesus. Like God. if that is not a definition of what I felt in the past couple months, like oh it my, hurts. it's amazing. It hurts, and I, I just got to say this: "Dying Star" is absolutely amazing, is absolutely incredible. But the first time that I ever heard Halloween, mm, that yeah. that changed it, my life. It changed my life, man. I did. I sent it straight to you, and I said, "You have to hear this. <laughs> you have to hear this guy 
Like, it, it, there's just, I mean, come on. Halloween, it's the name of the record. Like, come on. And then there's, like, Black Magic, and then, like, the very last track is, you know, it sounds, you know, it's like him in, a, like, a, like, a dungeon or something is what it sounds like, just banging <laughs> on an old piano. I'm a big fan of Asshole. Yeah. That's oh, it's such a good song. Well, we know you are. So good. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it about you, yeah. <laughs> you prick. It's basically what he just said. I'll have one alcohol, please. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke, but I, yeah, I'll take more, actually. We're we're oh, we're drinking while we do this. Chelsea's driving home, by the way. Oh yeah, E H Taylor single barrel. You know? What is this shit? This man? is this good. Is, like, really good. This is good stuff. I don't want a whole lot. Well, this is actually small batch. But it's where do you stuff. get this stuff at? Uh, well, you don't get it too often, but when you get it, you get it at the liquor store in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Love it. Okay, I'm just gonna take a little nip because uh. it's man, it is good stuff. It's uh. We got, we got more. You can get through that. We got more. I don't drink by myself. <laughs> Me you know. either. Because if I did, then I really would be an alcoholic. Yeah, I'm not alone a lot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's true alcoholism, so. Yeah. <laughs> I drink socially. Yeah. Well, how often do you hang out with your friends? <laughs> Six days a week. <laughs> well, the kegerator's empty right now, too. Oh. Yeah, usually... I love the eagle that's on your kegerator, man. I just noticed that. She's beautiful, isn't she? I like America the best. Yes. It's the goddamn best country in the world. <laughs> Other ones aren't as good. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Shit. This is uh, in all of my concert tickets. Not all of them. Like, maybe like an 18th of my concert tickets. I was about to say. Before they started. Dude, I saw the Jackson Gardner credential over Oh, there. yeah. I got my Jackson From Gardner. From that day. Yeah. Wait a second. You were like, make sure you give this back to me. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. No, that, that was the new one. You can have that one forever. Yeah. You keep it forever. But there we did the last show. The show the when we opened one. for Eli Young, I got these really nice credentials Ball made. Right? Like, credentials. And I... I I'm successful, but I don't have money. Right. Like I'm successful as an artist, but I'm broke as shit. Donate. You oh, so you're like everybody PayPal, else. PayPal Jackson Garden Music yeah. at Live.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, I bought these really good credentials, and and um, there was a bit of a security issue coming into the show with Eli Young, so I had to like get everybody in through the back, and I I told I texted everybody, hey, you got a problem? Like family and stuff that wanted to see us open. I just gave him a credential to come through the back and uh, brought him in through security, the back end of security that way. And I got these really nice credentials and they cost me a fortune. Like they cost me so much freaking money. It was ridiculous. And I told everybody I gave them to, hey, give me these back at the end of the night. And I didn't get a single fucking one back. <laughs> I don't have any of these damn things. Like I get them made all over again. I yes. don't remember who all I gave them to. You hold but... a lot of power, bro. Oh, yeah. That's yep. good. There you are. Yeah. Everybody's getting into all of your shows now with that. Yes, they're just they're like, I no longer <laughs> I'm gonna have to get new ones made. <laughs> Everybody, the Rinky Ding show this week is gonna show up. Like, hey, there it goes. Like, ah, oh, let him in. <laughs> My road manager is like, what the hell is going? There's a hundred people here, not a single one of them paid. <laughs> That's how it works. Pretty much, yeah. So what? Uh, here's a question. You know, mm -hmm. if you if you had to plug this in a direction of, you know, genre wise, you kind of said you were Americana. I feel like you're kind of on this bridge gap. If you were going to go on tour with somebody that was like mainstream right now, who would it be? Like, who would be your favorite person? If you were going to do that, if you were going to play like, you know, arena shows with somebody, who would it be? Because like even, for me, even like... Even an opening set with someone smaller. Yeah, like, any, yeah. Any mainstream like who's your, nationally touring artist. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Let's see. Well, I love Little Big Town. Oh, yeah. I'm like town. all about that. I love Little Big Town. I think they're amazing. That would be just the greatest thing in the world for me. Yeah, I yeah. totally think 
I think that was dumb. I think one of the cool things about them, too, is they have some of those songs where, like, we don't give a fuck. They have songs that are poppy as shit, and then they have songs where you're like, oh, really? Let's just do whatever they want to do, yeah. and it's great. It's, yeah. I mean, I, there's, I have so much respect for that. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely, yeah. And I think even in the mainstream, when you get so far, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, yeah. That's where Eric Church is at. He does whatever the fuck he wants. Well, now. that's who be my guy. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> that's, that's another good that's, one. That's another that's good one. Like, but I, I, I roll my eyes a lot at a lot of mainstream stuff. Not because I don't like it, and I, I do say that there's room for it, and I, you know, but I get a little frustrated because I'm a musician, I'm a music guy. But I will say Little Big Town, even the songs that I don't really care for lyrically, their harmonies are so stupid tight. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're stupid amazing. Tight. They're amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing them at the, uh, right outside of Heinz Field, like, mm-hmm long time ago when it was just like take me down to the little white church yeah <laughs> yeah take me down. and they were great then the first you know, time i heard them live and i knew they weren't singing through a box i was like i was with my girlfriend at the time at like it was a keith urban show because i love watching keith urban play guitar live yeah, he's ridiculous and uh, we were there and i was sitting and i wasn't paying any attention and they came on stage and started singing and i just remember like rubbernecking going what the hell? They're that good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're that, wait a minute, they're that good? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough question, though. It's kind of like if somebody's like, I don't know, I don't know, I guess, well, people at times will be like, sing me something, and then I forget every song I know. I forget yeah. every song I've ever heard in my life. It's like, what? which act, if you could pick an act? Maybe it's like, it's a fine line. <laughs> I love that song. Sing I'm holding on, you're holding back. That's my favorite one, I think. That's a good one. Remember that one? You don't remember that song? I don't know. I That's don't know. a good... You don't remember Fine Line? That's like their... Oh, man, it's such a good song. You guys both sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both sucked. He's going to pull out a song that like... Like, come on, man. Come on. This is the podcast where I feel totally singled out. You should. Everywhere. That's fine. You should. Actually, I'm going to be your new co-host, Chelsea Love. Um, we're actually just going to sit here and roast Jackson Gardner the whole time. Do it. There I don't we go. <laughs> You can't hurt me. <laughs> well, I've talked to some other like Americana artists too, and I think one of the things is like if someone thinks enough of you to take you out on the road, you fucking go. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe it would just be an honor just to yeah. I mean, honestly, like that, you know, great question, but I, you know, yes, anyone please. that believes in me enough. Yes, yes. Please. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's awesome. Taking her to Rinky Dinks this weekend. She's opening yeah. up for us there. I yeah. drove her by there, and she goes, "Can we stop?" And I was like, "No, I just want you to wait to see the inside yeah. of it." I want you I'm to scared. See the upstairs and the pigs outside. You know, there's pigs there, right? No, I didn't see there's, any pigs while we were passing. There's two from Alabama. You'll there's be fine. Two, there's, there's two, <laughs> there's two potbelly pigs. You're right. Yeah, you're we right. had a magical night there, not in a weird way. Yeah, that we, was a. We had a <laughs> that sounded weird. That sounded sound super weird. weird. Yeah, sounded super weird. <laughs> Why am I even here? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that on the phone call. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. So she's coming. That that's gonna be like her first christening of this record. And, and a big old honky tonk. You know what? I'm so I'm so ready for that though. I, there's nothing. I I don't like anything more than just a smoky, yeah. dirty, gritty place that supports real music. You know that's what I mean? It. That's like it's I'm so ready to do this. Sounding room, man. Yeah. I'm ready. Lots of wood. Lots mm-hmm. of lots of space between the wood. Yes, because <laughs> it's been there a long time. Lots of beer. I'm yeah. Sorry, they sell chicken wings. All the steaks are amazing. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not sure if you look at that place how it passes health inspection, but the kitchen must be clean. You know, <laughs> I've never gotten. I eat there yeah. three days a week. That's not even a joke. Yeah. Well, then it must be fine. I, I'm not worried about it then. The food's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic place, man. I love it. I'm good old redneck people. That's where I. I mean, I didn't grow up there, but that's the people I grew up. Man. Yeah, that's where. That's where I lived. Well, I drove on the way up here. She she drove up here, so she drove from Nashville to here. Most beautiful drive of my life, by the way. I do want to say that. It was... Especially the stuff. You've never really been out of Alabama and Tennessee for the most part, right? For the most part. Like Northeast. You've never been this way. No, 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 no. And it... God, it was gorgeous. I was... I said this earlier, but I was listening to... uh, Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska mm-hmm. the whole way like and like the sun was just starting to go down and like just all of the red and orange and yellow to the mountains God, it was like it was ridiculous I was like I am feeling myself <laughs> <laughs> the whole way here was great it was awesome that's yeah. some like real songwriter shit I'm just like yeah yeah you guys <laughs> yeah I'm I, like yeah it was a long drive <laughs> 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 no, I'll drive like, like last week I was in Vegas and I went and just yeah. drove out to like Valley Fire and Red Rock Canyon with my buddy Ben who used to be my production manager and it was for me it was like weeds legal there so I was stoned like, listening hey! to like <laughs> listening to like rumors and you know Dying Star and I'm like uh. looking at these mountains and it was like I like being stoned in the desert <laughs> yeah. there you go oh, that's funny. beautiful I mean it, that, that's right now but Appalachia's cool and there's kind of I've always felt like you'll fit in in this spot musically because people are hungry for something here. I think Nick believes that too. Yeah. I, I, so I was on the phone with my mom uh, before, I, before I pulled up to meet with you and uh, I was just like, mama, I was like, this is like, there's something, I said it, I was like, there's like something in the air here. Like I can feel it like right now. I was like, this is so, like I can totally see like why so much great music comes from this area. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just, it's, it's got that same pain. Pain, pain, bored. Oppression. <laughs> Opioid drugs. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, you, I relate. You pull in here and you're like, Tyler Childers. I get it, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Not Alabama, right here. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy that I get to be here for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's uh, leaving. Yeah. I mean, mm, I'm always on the road, man. That's my life. Whatever, That's how she works. He doesn't want to go to Canada with me. <laughs> I wish I had vacation days. Canada does sound fun, but everything's so expensive up there. And I have Cuban cigars here. No, I don't have Cuban cigars here. They're, they're no, you definitely don't have Cuban cigars yeah. here. <laughs> I didn't fall off of a freaking bar stool in they're Florida. Still illegal. Oh man, holy cow! <laughs> but uh, whoops. Yeah, man. I, I and again, like I think things like like rock and country and Americana. The boundaries are really, really crossing, specifically more in the last five to ten years yes. when Americana's really became a genre. They're more political than anything, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that there's stuff that lives in between the things, right? Like, a guy that I love the music of is Kyle Daniel. And Kyle kind mm-hmm. of fits in mainstream country. He's a maniac, and he, man. Yeah, and he kind of fits in Southern rock, and yeah. he kind of fits in Americana, right? Like, that's beautiful, though. That's is. so amazing. It's yeah. like, honest is yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. it. He's doing what he is, and it works in multiple genres right now. You know what I mean? That's Which, amazing. Yeah. Those are really multiple genres at this yeah. point. You know? Like, right, yeah. And it's kind of cool to see music that can kind of live somewhere on that wavelength. And Absolutely. go back and forth between what you would consider to be mainstream country and what you would consider to be outlaw country and what you 
would consider to be Southern rock and what, where those worlds are because they're all the same world. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. all, that's all one. And thing. I wish everyone would admit that. And that's why I was drawn to your project. And my thing was about Chelsea's project and being that is like, unfortunately, and maybe it's because the industry buries it. I don't really know. There's not a lot of women that I hear doing that. Yeah. There's really not. And I, like I said, I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but it makes me sick. And it, and when I heard the first time we sat down that day that we met, we started playing and I was like, Oh shit, this is like the same thing that I found driving from Morgantown to Nashville. The first time I listened to Sturgill Simpson and I was like, only it's a girl. Like, okay, this is different. And it's like, why isn't this more common? Why isn't yeah. this more? Well, if you, I think if you're looking at Americana, and, and I think it's a little bit different in Texas country because I think there's a good female sect in Texas country. Stuff yeah, like the old for Kenzie Copen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's Poppin, a lot of that. Sorry, my bad. But I think that's more because it's almost like a regional type of music more so than it is a sound almost. Yeah, um, yeah. They don't need to get out of Texas, right? But Americana is a little bit different. It's or even like outlaw country, like what you would consider to be outlaw country, which I think lives in the Americana world too. I, I totally agree. Too. Um, the women of outlaw country live in the Americana genre. Yes, like it's weird. They do. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it's really not that weird if you think about it, because those again, I think, I think the overlap of those two types of music is very large. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. And and something else too, like I, things are always evolving and changing yes. and it's 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 you know like the day and age that we live in we have so much amazing music to go back on yes. we have so many great influences now that there's room for this new sort of and you can what do you call that yeah isn't it great yeah. it's amazing yeah. it's it's awesome like you know internet sucks but at the same time it does not suck no, you know it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like in terms of it's like got its purpose sucks because my mom saw me on a mechanical bull last night but i did find russ and kelly's new right record, yes so but it's okay so it's worth it it's totally worth it yeah it's great and it's yeah. it's cool too to like see guys like eric church who eric church with his new record, oh, is far so more good. concerned about steering the mainstream than he is about fitting it. That that man is a pioneer. I I'm telling you, yeah. like that is something. I I have so much respect, if so ever, much respect for that. If I see that man in public anytime in the near future, I'm just gonna hug him because <laughs> he's brought me to tears more times than I like to admit in the past three years. Between Mister Misunderstood and Hippie Radio and some of it, like this record, I listened to this record and I was like, I felt things I haven't felt. Since being in my grandfather's motorcycle shop listening to Sticky Fingers and Exile on Main Street that I haven't felt until this record came out that he did. It's like that that thing, and I don't really know what it is. And it's not mainstream country. No, it's not at all. But no. it doesn't, he doesn't freaking care. matter. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yes. Who gives a shit? It's honest. It's real. I don't care what any artist does. I am drawn to people that I believe and then I feel like have something to say. Because if you have something to say, you should totally fucking say it. Especially if you're an artist and you're eloquent and you're a good lyricist like Chelsea. Like Chelsea's one of the best lyricists I know. And when I was drawn to that, it's like, okay, I don't know anything about her experience. But I know what she's saying is legit. And I know what Eric said in his new record is legit. And I know the way John Osborne plays lead guitar is legit. Like it's coming from this place that is just so honest and real that everyone in the world wants that. 
Yeah. And then when they hear some bullshit that is clearly made in like a lab, they're they don't believe it anymore. Well, there's too many good people. And like out we there. said, there's there's a place for everything. There's a place for everything. There's a place and for everything. I but... like to get drunk on a plane. I did it last week. Yeah. You know? And I love Dirks. You know? Dirks Bentley is great. Mm. So let's just point that out. I quickly. didn't know. I'm still amazed by this. The last podcast Nick and I did together, the second to last podcast we did together, that Dirks plays incognito bluegrass. Oh, yeah. D- wait, what? Yeah. You didn't know about this? No. Tell, talk. <laughs> we just, need to talk about this. What? He just comes out before his opener's opener and just plays bluegrass sometimes. What or a badass! Are you or serious? Just come out and disguise like, too. Yeah, or they'll just what? come out and play like fucking hair metal, like like <laughs> just like whatever they feel like doing. Just dress like idiots, and they just come out. So you gotta be in for the start of the show. I wasn't there. I didn't know. Like, yeah. I, and by the way, like uh, shit went haywire that night <laughs> and the next day. But yeah, I believe that it's uh yeah it's well again once you get. To a certain point in your career, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That's so right. You know? like, which is cool. So right. Because you're is... like, I can do whatever the fuck I want now. I'm just going to go out and put like a bent cigarette in my mouth with all my boys and we're going to play fucking 15 minutes of bluegrass before our opener's opener. You know what, though? <laughs> I want to say something. Because of that, because of now, like somebody like Dirk Spentley can just do whatever the hell he wants, I think that that gives inspiration to young artists to start out. Doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah. I think, and I think that's amazing. I was, I was having a conversation. Um, I was, I was taking a break uh, from a co-write, and me and this guy went outside. And we were just talking, and he was talking about how he saw this person's show, and uh, he, which I will not name, but he walked up to the guy afterwards and was just like, "Hi, uh, I'm insert name here. I really hate what you're doing. I really hate what you're putting out there." <laughs> and the guy, the guy was like, uh, "All right, man. Well, uh, let's talk about it." And he like took him on his tour bus and like you know, took a shot and gave him a beer and was like, let's talk. And he was like, you know, I just don't, uh, I just don't really feel like what you're doing is genuine. I think it sounds, you know, like it was made in a lab, like you just pointed out a minute ago. And the guy goes, well, uh, you know, yeah, man. I mean, I kind of feel you like I'm, I'm really a writer, you know, and I understand what you're saying, but I feel like there's this revolution, like coming to Nashville, all these young kids coming to Nashville that are like hungry and starving for real music. And, you know, and it's it's very inspiring. But you know, I've kind of been in the game for a minute, and I kind of feel like I'm I'm having to kind of still stay in that in between world. So when that revolution hits and blows up, I can just cross over and do what I want. You know, you got to have that radio hit. You got to have that 2016, <laughs> 17, 18 radio hit. And the my, the the friend that I was writing with said. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. And uh, the guy he was talking to was like, you know, that's why guys like Jamie Johnson, who is a god, by the way, I just want to point that out right now. Um, guys like, you know, Jamie Johnson, like he's doing whatever he wants and he's, you know, doing it or whatever. But, you know, he's not like on mainstream radio, you know, like he's not playing the game. And uh, my friend said, well, yeah, man, you're right. But if there were more Jamie Johnsons, you and I wouldn't be talking right now, would we? And that was just last week, and that just stuck with me. That just totally just stuck with me. So, like, you know what? Go Dirk Bentley. Yeah. Go Dirk Bentley. Yeah. Well, well, and it's one of those things where, listen, everybody, like, some people just want to go out there and play whatever their people want to hear. Because they want to party, and yeah. that's what they're True. about, and we talked about well, that. And that's genuine, it's, too. Like, it's not that's... even just party. It's about making people happy. And right, I'll tell you this. Right. 95% of people in the world are not us. Right, mm-hmm. we're, and we're not talking to those people on this podcast. We're Which talking, is what I've learned a lot about that. We're talking to the five percent, sure, yeah. right? Yeah, you know what I mean, right? And, and that's the world we live are living in, and that's the world that your music's being listened to. Honestly, absolutely, yeah. But there's ninety five percent of the world out there, 
right you know? and those people turn their radio on in the car and they don't give a fuck what's on it and they're happy listening to it going to work and by the way um i do I mean, the exact same thing that. i would like to say that like yeah. it's it's yeah. something too like since i you know really when i was younger and i started coming to nashville and i started meeting people and developing relationships with people i gained a new respect from like a totally new perspective of wow like you know we may not be the same but now that I know you as a person and I know where you're coming from, it's it's a totally different thing. It you actually know it's honest, yeah. Absolutely. And it and it changes stuff. It totally changes things. Like, you know, it's And if your gift is writing a kick ass melody and that's what you're fucking Dude, my good buddy at. Bobby McLam, like he's like one of the most badass writers ever. And I'm not a fan of like the pop country stuff. It's not what I listen to, it's not my go to, but like if I'm gonna pick a pop country song to listen to, like I'm gonna go to Bobby's catalog because that's he's who great. he Bobby's is. Great. Like that's yeah. what he does, and he does yeah. it so there's, fucking there's well. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, like for me, it's different. Like I- I'm more of like a burn on the barn kind of guy. Like I well, mean, that's what Ray said. We were sitting right there. Ray looked at me and he said, "Jackson, you're gonna get more attention burning down the barn than taking out the trash." And I was like, "All right, I'll flip off the camera and like do the shit." And that's kind of the direction that I feel I want to go, but. I also don't really want to be famous, so. Like, well, that's it. Like, if you ne- <laughs> I think both of you, if you never heard your song on the radio, you would not give a fuck. If no. You have people no. That, if you have people that are willing to listen to you play your music, cheers to that. And you shit. can absolutely you can come on, man. Yeah, let's you know do this. Like, Thank yeah. you. No, I, I want to play. I want to play to people that need to hear what I have to say. And if that's a ten million or ten, I don't really give a shit. Right. I don't care if when we go to Rinky Dicks this week that there's four people in there. But if they they hear Alabama and, and they're they, really you know, they hear the drugs show. like and they go yeah that's fuck yes like you know what I mean that's that what means I the want. world to me man yeah. means the world to me yeah I can make money other ways I don't really <laughs> well and if you do right you can make money doing that you know exactly. what I mean like right. this, there's sure. there's sure. so many streams of like being figuring out where your cities are and going mm-hmm. and touring those cities yeah you know and building from the ground up going and playing a house concert. Yeah. And then turning that house concert to a small venue. Can we have a house concert here, by the way? I don't know how many people we could fit in here. That's, that's my point. Yeah, I, let's I only do it. Want it like will look... <laughs> because I know you have 10 people that care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's do it. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those things where it's like, if you find the right market and you find your your part of that world, you can do it. And if, and if you can't, you can write songs forever. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and eventually... It might not be during your lifetime, but in some part of the lifetime, the mainstream will change. It makes it worth it. And it will, and music lives forever. Makes I, it worth I, it. I, we were talking about this on the way up. I think shit's changing. I don't think. I it, agree. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's, it already it's is. It's always changing. I really wish that all the walls would be knocked down from all of them. And, and I don't know, and, and, and I probably shouldn't say this because I'm in radio and I host a radio show. I don't know where radio goes with this because I. There's all these different platforms that are so good for it, but like radio is going to be around for a long. You know, it's going to be time. no, no, no. I just don't know where. I don't know how it changes because like my show is so specific. Like Red Dirt Revival, Sunday night at nine o'clock, and this is the type of music you get on the show, and this is what I play, and it's my favorite stuff. Yeah, I don't consult anybody on the shit that I play on Red Dirt Revival. Like I literally, I'll run some of it by Daryl, but like honestly, I pick all that stuff, and then it's you know twelve oh one, it's right back to what they're playing but i think every platform you know that's so special like i i was listening to i don't always listen to my show i very rarely do 
But I was driving to Florida a few months ago, and I was on my way down. It was, it was a Sunday night. Turn the show on. So turn the show on. I was listening to it. Streaming on radio.com, by the way. and uh, <laughs> Which is a good platform to listen to radio shows yeah. now. So they were playing like Tequila by Dan and Shay, which, by the way, is one of my favorite fucking songs that ever. That is a good song. Really well yeah. written, very good Oh song. my God, yeah. it's so good. Like it's so, And I was like, I'm like, I love this song, but I can't play it on my show because I'm boxed into a corner, but I love this song. Like, I love this song. I love 21 Summer by Brothers Osborne. Like, I love these songs, and they're played on Y108 24-7, but I can't put them on my show. I wish, I just want all those things to be knocked down, and I want Chelsea's record to be played, and I want Brothers Osborne to be played, and I want Wade Bowen to be played, and I want Nick to be talking about some ridiculous shit that he did at a, you know, Miranda Lambert show. Nobody wants to hear that. I, 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 <laughs> I do. I want to hear it. Yeah. Everyone Sorry. listening to this podcast wants to hear about that. We, we can't talk about this. But <laughs> I want that. This wall should be kicked down, and it's people like Chelsea's record and people like Ray's Rowdy that do that stuff, and I think it's important. Uh, and I think again, we're talking to the we're talking about the the five percent. But right. I don't think the other ninety five percent doesn't pay attention. But I don't. I just don't think they eighty five percent of them don't. I, I don't want to underestimate people like that. I don't want to underestimate people quite like that. I don't know. I mean, I think I have a lot of friends just in general in life, mm-hmm. and You're I can a tell you, guy. I can tell you, I that, believe that. Yeah, I can tell you that a lot of my friends that are not music people, mm-hmm. and I think you get. I think you don't understand it as much because you're a music person and you've been a music person your Possibly. whole life. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. When you're around people that are not music people and they are happy putting on the radio and listening to whatever's on it, mm-hmm. and maybe they change it if it happens to be a song. That's my like, point though. But that that's they don't like they don't even know who the artist is that sings it. Let alone the but songwriters. She, they're that wrote not going to stop listening to that station if she knocks down the wall. Is my point. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I suppose this is more of a the the point that you're trying to make is it's kind of more of like the industry and like that in general supporting other types of artists. Correct. Yeah. Well, is that what I'm like saying? You and I have like a whole because if there like are people who just are happy team. listening to are just happy listening to the radio, then why not just play? Anything that's good. Well, the reason that they have the structure that they have is because it works. This is true. So if this you really true. want it to not happen, you have to not listen to the radio, or you have to, or you really have to change it when you're listening to something you don't like. And not only that, but you have to have all of your friends do that too. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense because, like, by, it has I mean, to be a movement. I I understand what you mean. Like, I totally understand what you mean. But if you look at the numbers. Like based on the songs that are played on my show, and like if you other think numbers songs. are what matters on a radio station, no, but they're M scores. They're based on who changes the channel. If you think M scores are what matters to what's being played on a radio well, it station, doesn't matter to the, it doesn't matter to the <laughs> politics. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Going back to what you're saying, like you have to change the channel. Well, people are changing the channel. That's my point. Is nobody's doing it. People like Chelsea and I, and all of our friends that we have behind our back, and even people like you that are really behind this, like that really just want things that they like to be heard are starting to make that wave. And people like like labels like 30 Tigers and companies like AWOL and like these companies that are getting behind artists that are just good and it doesn't matter where they fall. It doesn't matter if they follow a platform. They're finding something that works that is good. You take it and you do it in a non-mainstream way and you hope that eventually it becomes part of the mainstream. Is the... It's your only means of attack. Well, 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 well you know, it's never going to be played I, I, on I radio, it's, right? It's your but only like, means of attack. I could hear 
something off 100%. the sack cliches being played on radio. 100%. Like, for sure. But but radio is hard to change. What's not hard to change is you kicking the door in by you having people listen to your music independently, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Via yeah. Spotify. Yeah. Via internet radio stations, whatever mm-hmm. that next platform is, satellite radio, whatever that is. Right. Whatever that platform is that's willing to push the box a little bit, like Y108 does by playing your music. Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Whoever's willing to take that little risk, it, and it needs to work. Mm-hmm. And you need you need mm-hmm. to get behind that stuff. Well, people like Mark Anderson, who right. we should shout out for being Absolutely. badass and doing that, like, and being willing to take a shot. Yeah, on playing something. Even the, I mean, no matter what route it's in, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, and it's incredible. Like, Why one way has been amazing about that. Giving airtime to music that isn't what he has a hundred people talking in his ear telling him what he should yeah what what they want him to be playing respect and, man and head of country so much yeah. respect so oh, much no. respect so, so much seriously respect. like i mean i can say this on a podcast and i i seriously love working with mark and you hung yep. a lot of them mark's got serious balls like yeah serious it's awesome balls, yeah you know and you're gonna your stuff will be on there like i mean it's i mean it's just i think it's i think it's cool too because there's so, I mean, now the great part about where we're at is there's so many platforms to get your music heard. Right, right like, absolutely. There's so many streaming services. There's so many playlists. And Spotify just made it so that you can actually put your songs out there to be listened to yep. by their editors so that they can yep. be on, put on playlists. You absolutely. know what I mean? So I think it's cool that that world's developing. And dude, in 10 years, there's going to be 100 things more like that. Right, and there's going to be so many more outlets for people. Do you think there's going to be more, or do you think what there is is going to be more refined and more? There's going to be more, and what there is is going to be refined. Both. Yeah. There's going to be. I mean, think about it. Think about the last ten years. I haven't thought about this a lot, and and I just kind of was curious as to what do you think. Think about the last ten years and how social media has developed. Yeah. And how your phone has developed. Yeah. You really think we're not going to have another? bit of that in the next 10 years maybe not in a phone but another piece of technology that's a beast yeah. man that's just that just keeps getting bigger and stronger well that's when oh, that's it yeah like, if you would have told or yeah you told me <laughs> well i worked for a cell phone company if you would have told me what phones could do right now 10 years ago i would have been like yeah that'd be neat that's you know? so interesting that's <laughs> you know crazy. what i mean yeah. it's like a new girl like, and i'm not even saying yeah i'm not even saying it's gonna be the phone technology is so crazy now and music is such a part of life that it's going to come along with that technology. Think about Absolutely. 20 years ago in satellite radio. Wow, there's this magical radio source that plays music through the sky, and it's not just what's in 30 miles of this tower. <laughs> it plays music through you the sky. You know what I'm saying? Like, it plays music through the sky. <laughs> Look at that magical Look thing. Look at that magical. Yeah. But, dude, like, that's such a weird concept. It's from the devil. And it gave. <laughs> from 10. Look what Jesus did. <laughs> it gave satellite radio so much power. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because it puts you in every market. It, yeah. you're not, your market's not a 30-mile radius of Pittsburgh or a 30-mile radius of Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Your market is now wherever the fuck someone has one of these receivers in their cars. Yeah. You know, like. It's beautiful. I it's, was looking at analytics today and, like, shots fired, like, off my record. The number one place it's played in is fucking Denmark. That's insane. All both other songs in the record are like really good in America, but Denmark <laughs> loves shots fired. I don't know why. Well, like, it's it maybe it sounds like a word in their language or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't but know. it's like it's it's one of those things where, yeah, if you would have said satellite radio, this is what we're gonna do. Here's how it's gonna work, and then you're like, oh shit, now Spotify, 
now these streaming services. Mm. At first, you were like, fuck, I'm not going to make any money off records. And then you're like, fuck, I can get... Right. <laughs> and we no. don't. Yeah. Just going to point that but out now right now. you're like, fuck, I can get my music everywhere across the world in an hour now. Like, I put a song out, and I can get streams in Denmark. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and, oh, maybe I could go to Denmark and play some shows. You know, like, For and you have the sure. analytics Absolutely, behind yeah. that, where previously... You had to pay for those analytics, or they came through the radio stations. You know what I mean? Let's like, check my analytics yeah, right now. But you know, on me phone. Jesus yeah. Christ! That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, it's, like, look, the accessibility <laughs> that you have to everything is crazy. It's unbelievable. I, mean, I love all this positivity too. I love all this positivity with technology in the music industry because so often it's always just. Oh, the internet killed. Yeah, it's awful. It's like, you know, which I'm not saying that they're, that's not partly true. Because we make more money playing shows than we ever Which have. is what we want to do anyway. You which is yeah. you're Right. Yeah. But, you know, but there's tons of other people out there that feel the exact same way. And who doesn't want to go see a live show? Yeah, that's you know right. what I'm saying? That's like, come I on, that's what matters anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we, you and I only care about people playing for people that want to come to a live show anyway, and that's exactly the point. Is like, I mean, you know, I I feel someone, like, I mean, I want people to listen to my record that can't make it to a live show, but but care about that enough. That's what I care about. I really, honestly, just what's important to me is if somebody listens to a song of mine and is just like, yeah, I feel that. And it and that's it that's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters to me, man. Just, you know, humanizing everything. That's all that I really and care about. So that's one of the stories that you hear on this podcast. I mean, we're on past episode twenty five and one of the things you hear over and over is when someone tells me what they felt from my song that yes. I wrote about something totally different and yeah. they connected to it. Absolutely. That's like bam. That's the per- I mean that's like the purpose of music right there. That's yeah. like the power of art. It's yes. like a divine thing and it's it's not really something that you can put your finger on, but it's just that means everything to me. It means if, everything to me. If you can touch someone's soul, which is music's one of those things that can touch people's souls. Yes, absolutely. If you can do that with a song, then you're cra- what you're doing with life is Then I'm good. Worth it. I'm good, <laughs> you know? man. Like, you know, I'll take that pay things. cut, you know. I will. Yeah. I'll play. I'll play. You know. Well, and the other thing is, like, if you talk to all the people that we've talked to and people that I see and I think are extremely successful, they're like, yeah, dude, I lived on a couch for the last two and a half years. Like, I didn't have a That's room. That's the story, yeah. That's how it goes. I lived on a couch in someone's garage and had a space heater pointing at me through I the winter. I lived in that truck for a long time. But you know what time. I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, those are the real stories of musicians. Yeah. And it's, that's 95% of people, yeah. you know, like. I'm Chelsea like, came to cut my record. We were like, she stayed in my place, and there were like four people in this house. Like, I have you know to, what I, mean? I have to say this really quick because I've I've told this story so many times the past few days. I have to say this. So when I was 19, I was on my way to Nashville from Alabama to write with a good friend of mine, Chris Burgess. He's amazing. So I just want to give him a little shout out. But anyway, um, I was young and uh, I wasn't writing with a whole lot of people at the time so I was very excited to get to this right and I was in a hurry so I didn't like get fully dressed before I like got to Nashville I was wearing like tights and like a little t-shirt it was like January it was freezing outside and I had this 2006 Dodge Stratus and it was like you know gave me problems all the time yeah I don't know really is this a thing well I didn't know but anyway Dodge Neon that's what Little Pass Crazy is about there we go so I get to Nashville and I'm getting off the exit that I'm supposed to get off of to be at this office. This was on a Sunday and my car breaks down in the middle of Harding Place Bridge. Mm. 
and there was traffic everywhere and I did not have time to let I didn't have time to do anything so I just like jumped out of the car and I was freaking out and I was like calling the cops and these you know like everybody was just like honking their horn and like screaming at me and like dodging my car and Chris comes and picks me up out of the back of a cop car and I'm not wearing pants and I have a cop jacket around me and I have like mascara running down my face and I'm just like crying pulls me out of the car puts me in his car he's just sitting there looking at me sobbing kind of smiling and I said why are you smiling like stop smiling at me and he goes your car broke down and you don't have any money it's like an omen you're gonna make it. <laughs> that's a, it's a great story, right? It takes how a second high to get was there. he when that was and happening? That's how we Not high at all. Right that's why we get along. He lives in that headspace. He's just like he was just like you're gonna make it, and it's like it just seems like like you were saying like I lived on a couch for two years. Oh, I struggled. You know. Oh my God, I lost my car. Oh my God, I went bankrupt. Oh my God, like I didn't. Ha- you know what I mean? Like it's just you have to want it so bad. It's the price that you pay for for art for like a greater purpose for something that's bigger than yourself and like I so feel that and I never forgot that I never forgot him saying that to me anytime I ever feel like this is really getting to be too much I remember that and it's just like that's gonna I'm gonna live with that forever I'll never stop playing music I'll never stop writing songs I'll never stop I mean that's what I'm here to do you know so that is that is a little story for anybody out there who feels like this is what they're meant to do, but they're afraid and they feel like they don't have the means to do it. There you go. And with that truth, I think we should end it. That's yeah. some, <laughs> some intense shit. That's about there it. we are. Yeah. If you don't love it enough to ruin your life, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> not for you. We all die anyway, doesn't matter. That's a good way to end Valid. it. <laughs> well, Chelsea, thanks for coming up to the uh, the north here. Absolutely. It was an honor. And hanging out with two idiots like me and Jackson. Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Come back soon. <laughs> Please. We're bored up here. <laughs> Just hockey and... Like bees football, on Football, lots of football. Hock it, chuck it, football. <laughs> I love it. And thank you guys for listening. If you enjoy it, please make sure you subscribe. Share it with your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your tell, listen to Chelsea's record. Absolutely, yeah. sad cliches. Check Chelsea it out. love. Chelsea love. C H E L S I E. Not E A. I E. I E. And what's your social media handles? Let's see. Instagram is going to be at Chelsea Love Official. Twitter is going to be Chelsea Love Music, and Facebook it's just going to be Chelsea Love Music. There you go. So thank you guys for listening, and this is uh, Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row. Ciao.